0: If you do grass on your helmet. Yeah, right. Should get rid of that. Second and ten. The he's throwing down the sideline. Davis can't get it. It's brought in by Warrior. What an interception by Amani Oruwarie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Prospect Profile. My name is Lawrence, and. Uh, Back once again with some more, uh, some more college football uh, and NFL caliber prospects uh, to look at today, and we're um, going back, going back to the defensive secondary and uh, tight end uh, side of things today. Um, we can kind of try. I'm kind of doing this on a rotation lately. I've noticed. Uh, I've been kind of doing like, like the last time I did. Tight end and defensive back was, I believe, episode five. So it's kind of be like a rotation. I think about every few episodes, you know, we get back to those positions and so on. Um, the last time we covered Byron Murphy, the last time we did defensive back, uh, I mean um, cornerback and uh, tight end, we did Byron Murphy from Washington and Noah Fant from Iowa. And uh, today, um, we are it's funny <laughs> actually we're doing pac 12 and big 10 again but just reversed today uh we had a big 10 tight end and a pack 12 cornerback well today we have a pack 12 tight end and a big 10 cornerback so it just kind of worked out that way so <laughs> I just found that was kind of interesting so but yeah today first we're going to be covering um Penn State cornerback Amani Oruarie I believe I said that right uh Crucify me if I got it wrong. Um, I'm trying my best here. Um, money Oruar, oh my goodness, uh, Oruwarie for uh, is one and 204 pounds. And if that is fantastic size for a corner, uh, I know it's not always like to be if you're a great corner, you know, it's not, it's like a, not a mutually exclusive thing that you have to be six one and 200 pounds to be a great corner because there's been some really good smaller corners out there of course but um I mean you gotta love that though already I mean he's six one over 200 pounds he that means he can get physical um and he does that at the line of scrimmage he he gets very physical with his length um he uses his long arms his six one size and he he's actually able he's able to like get handsy and disrupt guys routes and throw them off their spot a little bit and I I literally like that about him and he's he's not afraid to play physically he's not a soft corner at all he he gets in there and I, when he's playing man-to-man and really gets into it with receivers sometimes a little too much I have noticed like it, I know I've seen him call get called for a couple of interference penalties um because of he he's he got those arms and he can tend to wrap it around uh and uh before sometimes before the ball gets there when it's in the air and you know you can't do that. So you know, he's gotta watch out for that a little bit, but I mean I love it. I mean his it's like I guess like I said, it's not just the like the length. It's the length of his arms. And that I think that's gonna be do wonders for him. Um on the year so oh well, so and then anyway like going into that um he also uses his size in the way of when smaller receivers are out there and running routes toward him, and if, like say a, a quarterback will underthrow a ball, he's able to use that length of his his um and his size to shield the receivers away from the ball, and he's able to make a play on the ball that way. I saw him do that in the Pittsburgh game this year, and uh, yeah, the the ball was underthrown, and he was able to get kind of in front of the receiver because the ball was placed on the inside shoulder instead of the outside shoulder, so he took advantage of that and put his big body in the way and came up with a pick. So That was a really good play from from him, and I really like what I saw there. Uh, In general, he has really, really good uh, instincts um, going for the ball. He's got great ball skills. I've seen him come up with a couple of – he had a toe-tap interception in the Michigan State game, I believe, that was just – Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I mean, I was just like, um, baffled at <laughs> the way he, he was able to come up with that ball. He he's like you know this. He's able to get up there because he's because he's six one and, and whatnot. He's able to get up there and and climb the ladder on on bigger receivers and uh, and able to make plays uh, for the ball. Uh, I also. Really like how he's able to he's able to close in on receivers um, and, and force incompletions. completions like I, like I said again you, and you see it again with the arms he he's able to get like see you know, if the, even if the receiver is, is to kind of come up with a catch but the not like pull it in all the way he's able to get in his arm in there and knock the ball loose and uh, and cause an incompletion and he's yeah he's just really like he's uses that physicality and his he's already he's always getting his like arms in the way of guys and i just i just think it throws a lot of receivers off when he plays them because of that and it's he's just good he's good at using his hands his arms and and whatnot but he's also got like i noticed he like he's uh he's got pretty flexible hips too and he's able to to turn and and move laterally really well so that's also working in his favor too and that's pretty good for you know his size 204 um i do have some concerns about oraria though um i think because sometimes he does love to go to the ball he uh can be beat because of his over aggressiveness you could saw you saw that in the Michigan State game where he got burned on that on that touchdown uh to end it and you know it's you know it is what it is you know i know it's going to happen sometimes um i to me like i'd rather my guy go down swinging than a guy be play too conservative and just kind of let it happen he went for the play he didn't make it and hey, you know it, things happen, and I'd rather that. You no, know, but but you know, like I said, sometimes you you kind of just want a guy to come down and make a play too, and just maybe not always go for that interception. You know, kind of like I said with Byron Murphy, that was sort of the same one of the same criticisms I had with Byron Murphy as well um, in that game. In in that in his respect, but um. Yeah, I I don't know. It's a it's not like a huge a huge concern, but you know I I think sometimes he he could get burned being uh, in that he he is aggressive in that nature sometimes. Another an odd thing with him, and I don't even know if it's a, it's not really a fault on him as much of it is as Penn State's coaching. They play him very very situationally um he's like almost like a chess piece and he i don't he's actually not doesn't play every down he's not a guy that's out there every time and it's baffled me every single time like i watch a penn state game and i'm like why is over not in on this play i'm like i'm sorry like i get it like i know you want to sometimes mix things up on defense and throw different looks at guys but he's like a 6-1 Two hundred pound corner that can cover well and match up with just about anybody. Um, he's got a. He's, by the way, he's got eleven passes defended on the year. Um That's that's fantastic. Uh, and three interceptions. So I mean, he's 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 a guy that can just use gets his arms in there and makes things happen. I don't get why he's not in there more. Uh, I, I I don't know why he's not in on. Like every play, like on defense, I I just don't get it. Um, I think he's your clear number one guy, but they don't really play him like a number one guy. So that that puzzles me a lot. Um, and I hope that it's not like an adjustment for him going to the next level where he's playing on the, he's on the, out on the field more. But I don't know maybe it'll work more in his favor because maybe he's just more versatile in the way that they've used him, and maybe he's flexible and be able to use in many different ways um, but I don't know I just always found it funny the way Penn State uses him and it's almost like I was like deep in my mind I'm like it's not that they can't they can't it's, it's not like they won't trust him I don't think because the guy is clearly clearly one of the better corners in this draft I think and I think his skill set probably is translates as one of the best in this draft to be honest with you just the size and and everything. I just I think a lot of people are actually overlooking over O'Riaria because of the way Penn State plays him and, and that he's not always out there and always making plays because he's not on the field as much as you'd want wanted to see him and on, as on film. It's it's very weird. Um, another little concern I have is that you know tackling. Um, I forgot to mention he does make plays in the run game. He does. It's not like he's uh not you know trying to make plays but sometimes he can be a little timid um in in his tackling decisions and uh he doesn't always like make that that the play to just go and get him um and just sometimes his technique is a little off and tackling wise he's not the best tackler it's not his uh definitely not his strong suit uh i see, seen but I think that's something he, you know, you can coach and I think you can work on with him. And then I also noticed um he tends to lose his footing when he backpedals at times, which could be a a, a serious problem, you know, on the NFL level a guy can really burn you if you're if you just take a couple steps wrong, you, you can get really really get killed by some of these um pro receivers that can burn you and um I think that's definitely something he's going to have to work on a bit it's you kind of want him to be able to maintain his his base a little better and when he's backpedaling and um you want that footwork to be a little better it's not his that footwork's not terrible but it's just I, I just noticed that sometimes he does tend to lose his balance a little bit um And I, I just think that's something he needs to, to definitely tweak a bit and try to make sure it doesn't happen, um, as much, but I mean, it really, though, there's a lot to like with O'Reilly. I, I, I feel like he's a guy that right now, I, I just, I still see, like, he's going under the radar a lot, um. I, I almost, I, I don't hear the talk about him like you hear talk about, um, uh, DeAndre Baker, a uh, Greedy Williams, uh, even, even Byron Murphy now, I think Byron Murphy has really hit the type behind By- Byron Murphy has picked up, um, as of late and with good reason, because I mean, he, I loved his film. I a hundred percent thought his film was great, but, um, yeah, I I just think he's he's just kind of getting slept on a little bit by the by the media and like kind of draft nicks and uh, uh, alike. So I don't know. I uh, I can definitely see him slipping out of the first round uh, because of that, and it's not because he's not good. It's just that I don't know. People are just seem to seem to be forgetting him. Um, and I also, I noticed too, he, he had, um, a lot more, um, tackles this, this next this year than he did last year. So maybe he is getting a little more, you know, fond of tackling more and just making, being involved in more plays and, uh, I, I like that the the numbers have gone up for him in that regard, um, each year he's played from his sophomore to junior to senior year. So that's a good sign, and I think that bodes well for him. Um, I I really like Ovaree a ton. I I just I love his length. I love his I love his arm his arm length, and most importantly, that's I think is going to be his moneymaker. Uh, he just he's just able to to mess with guys, throw them off their routes with with those arms and able to get up, deflect balls, um go up and get balls with the with doing with his arms. And uh I uh I don't know. I I like him a lot. I think he could be for me right now. I think him and uh Byron are probably my my two favorite corner prospects as it stands right now. I need to watch, admittedly, need to watch a little more film on DeAndre Baker and Greedy Williams though to kind of make that that final judgment. But as of right now, that's how I see it. I, I like Byron Murphy a little more than O'Rarier, but um, I, I really think O'Rarier can be can be really nasty with just because he's got that pro ability on the outside. And he doesn't he doesn't have those size questions that Byron Murphy does. Uh, for sure uh, he you know he's that you know six one two oh four 204 you know he's he's able to go here you know he's matching up with that that x receiver on the nfl level you know you're you're gonna throw him out there where byron murphy some people think you know maybe he's more of a slot guy on the nfl level i'm not sure about that i don't necessarily agree with that but that's kind of the thought process of some people because of the size but uh you know we'll see it's going to be an interesting evaluation come you know closer to february and and March and April and whatnot. Um, but the next guy I want to cover uh, is Caden Smith, the uh, tight end from Stanford. He is 6'5", 253 pounds. Well, and wow, that is... um, <laughs> That's a big boy right there. Um, So, let me... So, compared to Noah Fant, he's actually a little bigger weight-wise. He Noah Fant's 6'5", 241, so same height, but... Caden Smith got even a little more body on him than Noah Fant. Um, I really liked the the limited film I've seen on Caden Smith because there's not a, a a lot out there in terms of highlight and YouTube and whatnot. Um, but what I have seen, the guy can get up and grab the football. Um, he he uses his his six five frame to get up and high point the football in contested catch situations and he wins a lot of those battles. Um, It's hard to, it's hard to throw, it's hard to defend a guy like that. (laughs) Uh, It's basically a 10, you know, a 10 pounds heavier than Noah Fant and got that same height. It's like, oh man, that's a nightmare uh, for, for any defensive back and obviously a linebacker. Uh, And, he just he's able to use that size, his NFL tight end size, to win matchups with his body control, and uh, I really really like that a lot about him. He he's able to slice through zone coverage in the middle of the field, uh, runs those seams up the middle, and just gets off the line very quick, and he's able to come up and make those plays over the middle. Doesn't fear the contact over the middle. He's He lives for those contested catch situations, like I said. And uh, really, really impressed with how much he's able to get up and just go get the ball. It's just wow. Um, jump ball situations is, is this guy's uh, bread and butter, 100%. I want to see more... In terms of like the easier catches, uh, like, you know, the not like always the highlight reel catches. I haven't seen a whole lot more of that. It's more of the, you know, he's just always making those, those leap, those leaping catches over the middle, which, you know, you always love that, but you want to see a guy make the, the, the really like important, you know, four yard catches too, you know, that, or, or the, you know, just the, Different different types of catches, you know. And I, I saw more of he's just he's kind of a go up and get it kind of guy. And um, I'm not sure how great his catch radius is um otherwise. Um, I did like his ability to run block, he's not bad. Um I, I wouldn't say he's his technique's amazing um at all. Um, he, but he gets you know he gets the job done sometimes, and I know, he's not shying away from it. He's not a guy that doesn't even want to do it like certain tight ends. Uh, I know he really did get involved in run blocking for Bryce Love at Stanford, and at that that is something I I always like to see in a tight end is as as athletic you know and much as you can leap and go get the ball and whatnot. Some of these big tight ends. I want to see you be able to get down and dirty in the run game. And this guy definitely wants to do that. Maybe he needs to be coached a little bit better on his, on his blocking technique and, you know, placing his hands a little better and, and, and whatnot. But yeah, I, I got to love what you see here from, from him. And, and when you want to, if you need a guy to come over the middle and make a play, that, that's, that's the guy you want to throw it to. You kind of throw it up and you hope for the best with him. My um, thing, I I I've kind of also, I other things I was a little concerned about though was uh, his route running is pretty basic. I mean he he's not running much anything crazy here. He's running that seam up the middle, maybe a um an out kind of an in in. He runs an out. Um, maybe I, I've seen him running the occasional post on film, but um there's not like a whole lot else he's running there. Um, and I think he's definitely going to have to kind of add some more to his uh, arsenal and getting jumping off at of that point to the point that I don't see him generating a lot of separation when he's matched up man to man. I see him make those plays in the middle of the field, going through those zones. Um, you know, I, in you know, and then a guy come up to him you know, and he's going to make those contested plays, but I don't, I don't see him consistently getting like off the line of scrimmage separation from guys and getting finding ways to get more open, so he doesn't have to <laughs> always like use his body and come up and get it. Um, as much as you know, like I said, I like seeing the, the ability to do that. But, you know, on the NFL level, some guys are going to be more physical, and they may not let that happen as much. And I want to see a guy be able to just kind of get more open sometimes and get away from the contested situation and get that separation. And I, I don't know. He's not really um adept at that at the moment. I think he needs to work on the, the finer part of route running and – and working off the line of scrimmage, uh, for sure. Yeah, I think in general, Caden Smith, he's a really raw prospect. Uh, I, I think he's one of those those tight ends. He's got all that potential. that I think just needs to be, uh, needs to be kind of worked with and molded into a a guy that's th- that that's really good. But I think it's there. It's definitely there. He's got the talent. I think he just needs to learn um, some of the finer points and some of the more of the fundamentals out there. Like he's not—he's not Noah Fant um, for sure. I, I think Noah Fant is just—I think the world of him as a prospect. Um, and you know, he—you know, Caden Smith's not quite on that level because, uh, like, Noah Fant really. No fan can get that separation, you know. And, I, and I've seen him be able to do it because he has this top end speed. Um, that's just that's just crazy for a man his size and and has and no and Noah has that that unreal catch radius as well. It just makes kind of all the catches. So I don't know. I think Caden Smith. Is, I don't think Caden Smith's on that quite a level, but I think he's a guy that can be worked with, and I think could be end up being a at least a pretty good nfl tight end as a as a one or a two you know and one a tight end one or tight end two on a team and uh make you know be a consistent contributor with his ability to go up and get it maybe possibly as a red zone weapon you know um but yeah that that's about it on Caden smith and that's about it for the show today um I I really think that Orriere and uh, Smith are prospects that are gonna are gonna go in the probably the first three rounds. Um, I think that more so, uh, that Orriere, like I th- I think it, it would be crazy to me if, um. if O'Rarie fell out of the first round, I think he's a first round talent. I, d- I just don't think there's, for whatever reason, that hype isn't there. And, um, I like, I but Caden Smith, I like I said, he's raw. And I think there's going to be have to be work done with him. But, you got to love his ability to get up oh, through the middle of the field and make those uh, contested catches um, with his with his leaping ability and his and his length and his size. It's very very impressive. But yes, um, so for prospect profile, you can follow us on Twitter at Prospect Prof. You can follow us, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, just search up Prospect Profile, or the link is directly on our Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search up Prospect Profile. Um, actually, on Instagram, we're at Prospect Profile. And uh, you can also find us on Podbean. We're on Podbean at prospectprofile.podbean.com. So check us out there if you don't have uh, an iPhone. Uh, but yeah, um, so next week, we will be – I think we will be covering um, – Let's see here. I'm drawing a blank here, so let me give me a second. Um, oh, geez. We are covering, probably going to be covering another edge guy and a receiver, and I already have a receiver in mind that I. He's not on some people's radars because of the school he plays at. But boy, I tell you, um, there's, there's this guy, and I'm not, I'm not gonna say who yet. Um, but he's something special, um, and what I saw of him was more than impressive. And I believe that he he should be on the radar more, and it would be a shame if he doesn't get drafted because. Whew, Man, I, I, I really, really liked what I have seen of him, but yeah, then I'm not sure who, uh, on the edge I'll be covering. If you guys have a suggestion, uh, please shoot it at me on a Twitter or whatever. Um, thank you all for listening again though. Um, hard to believe it. I'm at 10 episodes already on this. Uh, you know, I've gotten a few listeners, and more listeners, throughout these episodes. Whether it was through the Reddit, the NFL Draft subreddit. Thank you all for whoever listens through there. Uh, you guys are awesome. I just want to give you sh- all, all those guys on Reddit, um, a shout out. Um, there are real there there are some absolutely fantastic minds analyzing these prospects on NFL underscore draft uh subreddit. You, I implore you to check it out if you are interested in any like scouting or just look, you know, college football in general or NFL, anything, any football. These guys love football and you can tell the way they analyze it. Uh, just like my, you know, my guest a couple shows ago, Nino, um, he he's where I found him on the, the subreddit. And there's just, there are just so many other guys there that do in, incredibly extensive analysis, probably much better than I do. And uh, I just want to shout the, those guys out for being able to see some of their analysis and incorporate it into my analysis a bit. And yeah, just, they're, they're great. I <laughs> just wanted to give them a shout out. And like I said, thank you everybody else who are anyone, anyone, who else who listens uh, through whatever platform, uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, I, mean, I can't wait to keep going on for 10 more episodes and hopefully more than that. So, um, and I apologize about the show going out uh, so late this time. Uh, had kind of ran into some stuff this weekend. Been playing uh, <laughs> Smash Brothers and Pokemon on the Switch nonstop, so it's been kind of a <laughs> kind of a busy weekend for me. Um, watching the Browns today, of course, and that was a that was a nice win. Uh, so, um, but yeah, thank you all for listening and uh, tune in for next week. Thank you.